inconceivable. 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 Hi, Scoff. Sup, Wonk. And hello, Scoffers and Wonkers. To another exciting podcast episode. It's, it's podcast episode. I can find the word. Podcast episode. Wow. Of inconceivable. Wow. This is big brain time. I am so brainy right now. It is. Our finale, guys. Ba, 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 ba. You know what that means, Goff? No, Walk. What does that mean? That means I'm going to tell three stories today, and two of them are true, and one of them is not. Three stories for the price of one? While well, I would definitely subscribe. subscribe. Wow, I ruined the bit. <laughs> we had a bit, and I ruined it. Oh. Nice. Okay. Um. You get to decide which of these stories you think is true. Or, I mean, sorry, which of these stories you think is not true. Yeah. I know what I'm saying. Do you? Neither of us knows what we're saying. This is not a good start. Um, theme. Today's theme. We have one. The theme is crazy family reunions. <laughs> I've never been to a family. I've been to one family reunion been to in my, my life, reunion. and that was yours. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, 50 people... With tents and trailers and like two porta potties or not porta potties like outhouses for yeah. the entire. Fr- it was actually a lot of fun. I've never had one for my family. Yeah, but your family a- is small. Like yeah, you don't really reach out to much extended family. Like, my family, they will reach out. Like, I have family reunions with, like, my mom's second cousins removed. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. And maybe after hearing these stories, I'll be thankful (laughs) that I don't have family reunions. But these are good stories, not bad stories. They're good stories? Yeah, when I say crazy, I mean, like, it's just, um, like a baffling story. Oh. Yeah. Well, in that case, baffle away, my my good companion. As usual, these are in order of the times that they happened, or at least the times that they were recorded in the news articles I read. Okay. So, yeah. Chronologically. Yeah. Um, and they are all very recent, which is cool. All right. So, the first story is from 2017. And um, it surrounds mostly um, a man named Walter McFarlane. McFarlane, nice. McFarlane. McFarlane, Walter. Yeah, let's go with McFarlane. It sounds better than McFarlane. Uh, so he was born in 1943 in Honolulu. Hoo-hoo. Aloha, oi. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's all I got. Um, and so at that time, it was still kind of like the aftermath of the attack on Pearl Harbor. Yep. Um, Do you know when that you know, happened? I don't know the exact year. December 7th, 1941. Good for you. There you, you go. Um, anyway, so it was, you know... There was air raids and, like, lots of military personnel and stuff. Um, Yeah. So anyway, for for reasons that nobody in the family seems to know, um, McFarlane's mother, whose name was Genevieve, was planning to give him up for adoption after he was born. Um, They, so, the parents found out and decided to, quote, Hanai their grandson 
which is apparently I... part of a Hawaiian practice in which a family can adopt a person informally with or without papers. Interesting. I've never heard of that before. Uh, neither had I. Huh. So, yeah, to hanai somebody. So, yeah, um, adoption, but, like, it doesn't seem... It's not like, like a formal process. Yeah, it's, it's not it's... a very formal process. Okay. Yeah. Probably much faster. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, family members just kept saying, like, we have no idea why she made the decision to give up her child, but that's what happened. There's a lot of different factors. Yeah. I can go into that. So then, 15 months after McFarland's birth, Alan Robinson was born in Honolulu and was also immediately given up for adoption. He never knew his birth mother or father. Okay. So, so now we have Alan two, Robinson. Two young... Walter McFarland. Individuals yeah. given up or born within 15 months of each other, both yeah. given up for adoption, yes. basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Robinson says, I was raised by the best people you can imagine. When I had my own two children, I did wonder about my family history because I can never answer any health questions about his kids, you know, on official forms, which would yeah. suck. Like, that's what I always wondered about people who came from adoptions that were, especially ones that were very closed and secret. Yeah. How do you even know anything about your, like, your fam family history or biology? Especially so because there's a lot of medical conditions that don't appear until later in life. Exactly. Like, I, I don't. I know what the... I don't have any crazy, like, illnesses that run in my family, but, like, even little things. Like, I know that there's, like, heart conditions and high blood pressure mm -hmm. are, you know, really common in my family. And knowing that can make a difference. Yeah. Right, so that would be hard. Yeah. So, moving on to the con connection between these two. 74-year-old Walter McFarlane and 72-year-old Alan Robinson were best friends for more than 60 years. Which is a long time. That is a long time. Um, they were both bo born in Honolulu, they met in elementary school, played high school football together, and apparently they joked that they could have married the same girl. Which, I don't know if that's funny or weird. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, they sent their children to the same schools too, and then they would even, like, together as two families, they would go on um, on vacations and adventures and stuff together. Which is kind of neat. That is kind of cute. Like, I'd love to have not just family who was blood family, but like... A family that was just, this is our best friend family. You know? Yeah. That sounds neat. Yeah. What are you doing? Nothing. Searching out something for... For related reasons or unrelated reasons? Absolutely related reasons. You'll sure. find out. You'll find out. Are you searching to see if these are real people? No. Because that's cheating. I'm not. I swear to you. I'm searching up the population of Honolulu in the 1940s okay. so I can decide how statistically unlikely the story okay. is. Because I have you are a not allowed... feeling I know where this is going. Anyways, you're not allowed to Google to find out if these are real no. people. No, that would so... take away the fun of the game. Thank you. Anyway, um, so apparently um, one of the kids says, I grew up calling him Uncle Alan. So this is one of McFarlane's kids. Uncle Alan was my brother's idol growing up because he was an amazing pilot. I have a few pictures of us on his sailboat at 9 and 10, and his daughter Tara was about 4. When my brother Alden and I were kids, they hung out a ton, etc. So they were really close yeah. families. Which sounds nice. Um, they did a whole bunch of stuff. So when I say adventures, I mean adventures. Like skin diving, whatever that is. Spearing fish, camping out, you know, playing cribbage and being really fierce competitors against each other in cribbage. Cribbage does tend to bring out the worst in people. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna say, like, 
They say, like, before you marry someone, you need to go on, like, a 10-hour drive with them or make them use slow Wi-Fi. No. Play, like, a hardcore game of cribbage yeah. with someone, and you will know everything you need to know about that person. Yeah, I remember the first game of chess you made me play with you. <laughs> oh, that taught me so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still going through with it. <laughs> anyway, so a few years ago, Robinson received two birthday gifts. DNA tests from 23andMe and Ancestry. He swabbed his cheek twice and he sent in both samples, but he didn't really share his data at the time. He just kind of did it because it was a gift, right? So then last year, which would mean, because this was written in 2017, it would have been 2016 when this happened. um, At the urging of his daughters, McFarlane also submitted DNA samples to both companies. So the same two companies that his friend sent them to in the hopes of finding his biological father because he knows nothing about his parents. Yes. So the results, he said, quote... We're sort of neat, telling you about 800 people you were related to. But nothing clicked until his daughter Cindy took over and figured out how to sort the results in a certain way to kind of find the most... Who's relevant, the closest, who's Like the closest matches, yeah. if that makes sense. So, <clears throat> the strongest DNA relationship was Robbie 737, which the test said would be a half-brother, says McFarlane. Or McFarlane's daughter, sorry. My first thought is that they were related via the father, but when I looked at their X chromosome, which is only carried by the mother, it was an identical match. So it hit me that they have the exact same mother. Okay. Reaching out to her parents, she quickly asked if they know anyone that might use a name like Robbie737. No was the reply, but her mother Martha had an idea. Have your dad ask Alan, because he flew 737s for Aloha Airlines, and everyone called him Robbie back then. Da-da-da! Sure enough! Robinson confirmed Robbie737 as his username. So they're half-brothers. So these best friends that were best friends for 60 years found out that they were half-brothers that entire time. What? I believe it. It's crazy, it though. It is a really weird coincidence, but I believe it. And I believe it for a couple of reasons. One, I, this is what I was Googling, right? The population of Honolulu in 1940 was about 250,000 people, right? Okay. So if you say 50,000 of those people are either too old or too young to give birth, you get rid of another 100,000 people who are already probably have kids that mm-hmm. probably don't want more. Then you, you've got like 100,000 people, let's say 50,000 men, 50,000 women. The likelihood, like, it's still insane that they yeah. became friends. But in it's elementary like, school. In elementary school. In elementary school. school. But I'm like, I could see it. If what? this happened in like modern day New York. You'd be like, what? I'd be like, okay. But this that's is still fair. like. No, I'm, and I'm not trying to downplay it. Like, that's still pretty freaking neat. I, it's fair. I believe so far i have to hear the other stories (laughs) i believe that one is true i don't i don't believe you made that one up okay fair enough anyway um the kids were obviously really excited to find out because they were like if if we were to pick a family we would pick our best friend family but it just turns out they're already our family so um so yeah they call it a christmas miracle and they don't have to like learn about the life of someone random because they already know this guy they already know him as uncle alan Yeah, there's no, like, hey, we need to meet, you know, and learn all about this brand new individual, Mm -hmm. you know, incorporate him into our lifestyle. It's like, oh, hey, nothing really is going to change. You're (laughs) already a brother to us or an uncle. Yeah. 
So apparently now the miracle that they're waiting for next is that they are able to actually locate their biological fathers. So yeah. I mean... Maybe? You said they were born in like the 40s. Oh, true. I have a feeling the biological fathers are... Well, sorry. Like, they, they, they'd be able to out find who out were. who it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was anyway. Like, I, was like, I don't want to end this on a sour note. No, no. Sorry. I but... said that wrong. I said that wrong. Like, to track their biological fathers kind of what I meant to say. So they know who their but... biological mother is, I assume. I think so. Interesting. But she's I don't probably know for sure. also not kicking to tell them. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Interesting. Um, But anyway... I have pictures for each of these stories because if this, like, if you look at this picture, I'm kind of like, how did you not see the family resemblance there, a little bit? There is a, I, I'll call it a pretty close family. That is, like, the eyes are the same and the, the, the way smile. the squint is and the smile. They both have the same dimples. Although like, one's slightly more exaggerated than the other. But yeah, like, I can see the family resemblance. Oh, yeah. You guys can easily find these pictures, by the way, by typing the names of both people. Um, but yeah. It's kind of, um, kind of crazy. It's crazy. Alrighty, next story. Are you ready? Wait. Yes. <laughs> so this story, um, takes place in Ohio and centers around best friends Jesslyn Bishop and Kyle Morgan. So Jesslyn grew up in Springfield and Kyle grew up in Urbana, Ohio, which are close. The cities are close because I looked at them on a map, but I don't really know how close. Okay. Um, and they met and connected at Urbana University because that was during their second term at the school, which would have been in the fall of 2013. Okay. Um, so they were both biology majors and they got assigned to the same class and, you know, they just, they were seated at, it said next to each other. So like maybe they were right beside each other. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jesslyn says, quote, it was an instant connection. I can only describe it like this. It was love at first sight, but for friends. We clicked instantly, and I knew we would be best friends for a long, long time. Unquote. I'm, I'm kind of glad that it was love at first sight for friends. <laughs> so I was like, otherwise I have a feeling this story is going to go, uh, <laughs> uh, get a little awkward. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> later on down the line. So, you yeah. know, that's good. A little worrisome. Kyle says, quote, it was one of those awkward turn-to-the-person-beside-you discussions. I hate those. Yeah. And even though we were both uncomfortable, she started warming up to me so fast that I just rolled with it. <laughs> good, good on you, man. Nice. <laughs> good on you. Anyway. Um, so throughout this growing friendship, because they're, you know, they're attending university for several years, um, they begin to notice a lot of similarities between them, but, like, nothing that would raise, like, questions. It's just kind of stuff that can be overlooked, right? Because yeah. Because they're friends. So, like, they're both very athletic. I think she was on a water polo team, and he did track, but I didn't really pay attention to that. Um, both had allergies to fish and shellfish, which... It's pretty common. Is it? Because I wasn't yeah. sure. I was like, is that a common allergy? I don't think it's, like, as common as peanut butter, but don't quote me on that. Well, yeah, peanut butter is really common. But, like, or peanuts I've, in general. I've heard of enough people with either intolerances to okay. or allergies to shellfish right. that... I wasn't sure how common it was. Anyway... Um, and, you know, they also shared the same birthday, which... What? They found... But they... But again, they're best friends. They think, oh, it's a sign of fate. They don't really... Yeah. Well, they don't really dig too far into that. There's a 1 in 365 chance. It's not, you know... Yeah. You know who I share birthday with? Who? And this is going to give my birthday away. People are going to want to... Wayne Gretzky. 
Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I share a birthday with the greatest hockey player of all time. And you know what? I don't play hockey. <laughs> I've never played hockey in my life. Well, once with your family. You did. Yeah. And that's when I was 24. <laughs> or 20. No, I was 20. 23 or 24 at the time was the first time I ever played hockey. So. Yeah. I'm a failure as a Canadian. No, you're not. It's fine. Anyway. Um, so. Finally, in 2017, so this is another story from 2017, uh, they finally had an answer for these coincidences. You probably already know what it is and where I'm going with this. For a personal assignment they had to do for a genetics and biostatistics class, they were asked to put together their family tree, which I guess, um, funny enough, we were kind of watching an episode kind of related to this, but it kind of helps you track the probability of certain traits being passed down or whatever. Um, so yeah, there was only one problem with this assignment, which, as a teacher, I kind of was thinking this as I was reading. They were both raised by single moms, these two. Yeah. So Jesslyn had received no information about her biological father, and Kyle had been aware from a young age that he had been adopted. So, like, those kind of seemed to just bring up dead ends, for the most part. Yeah. Um, so... At, at that point, I would argue from the teaching perspective. Yeah. I'd say, like, go with... The family you had, like... Yeah, the family you know about. I, I did the Ancestry.com for a while, and I didn't use my mm-hmm. biological grandpa. I used my, I guess, technically grandpa-in-law. Because okay. he's the only grandpa I knew. Yeah. Right? So it's like, you know, he's not technically my family by blood, but he is to me, right? And, yeah. And that, so I, I used his ancestry. Right. right. But, yeah, that is kind of like a... Yeah, anyway. Glaring flaw. So, um, but it did spark conversation, right? So the kids did have to go to their parents and say, listen, this is my assignment. Yes. Um, and it, it kind of had the, it made the moms have to share a bit more information than they have, like information they've previously been reluctant to give. Do you say these you guys, know? these kids were in college or high school? This is university. University, okay. Yeah. Um, so finally, after 23 years, they learned the truth. Dun, dun, dun. They're aliens. (laughs) Quote, this is from Kyle, quote, I had to really beg to get it out of her. I always knew I was adopted, so she wasn't likely to know much about my ancestry or family biology, but our professor had urged us to find out what we could, and she no longer had an excuse. (laughs) Quote. So, yeah. So this next part is literally like a movie, and I'm going to see later if you know which movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, So anyway... His mom admitted to having been in a relationship with a woman named Candace, and that together they had adopted fraternal twins. Okay. Then, after the relationship quickly went south and broke off, they made the difficult decision to separate the twins, who were roughly 16 months, so they were too young to remember each other. I know what movie you're talking about. Exactly. I can't remember the name. It's Mary-Kate and Ashley. Um, well, that's or the, the Olsen twins. It wasn't the Olsen twins. It was Lindsay Lohan. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, they yeah. find each other so, like, you look just like me. So this is literally the parent trap. Yeah. And, where oh, they, that's what's Where called. they divorce and, they, and they'd each take a twin. Yeah. And don't the literally twins swap that. and pretend to be each other? They do. They swap places. Yeah. yeah. But in this case, it doesn't work because they're uh, they're not identical twins. They're a boy and a girl and they're fraternal. fraternal. I mean, yeah. not with that attitude. <laughs> me. <laughs> Okay, keep going. I just, we're already <laughs> at 20 minutes. Anyway, so, Kyle, quote, I was struck dumb. I can see why she would never want to tell me because I was so angry with my mom after that, I actually spent over a week just ignoring her calls. 
unquote. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like, Sounds about right. It must have been a very difficult decision to make, but if you were to, like, yeah, listen, basically I flipped the coin and I ended up with you. Yeah, like, like that's... Well, not only that, but he was deprived of the joy of growing up with his sibling. Yes. I'd be heartbroken, you know? Anyway, um, so having found this out, he kind of was probably very not knowing what to think. Nettled. Um, to complete the assignment would mean having to track down this woman that his mother split up with, or split up from. You know what I'm trying to say? To do her side, Um, yeah. And he pretty much figured, even if he could, you know, rekindle his relationship with his mother and forgive her, she probably wouldn't be very likely to want to share that information and re... and, like, meet up with this woman again. Yes. So anyway, he, he settled for the fact that he knew, um, one of which was, this is important later... He was born at Mercy Health Urbana Hospital. Okay. Yeah. Jeslyn, on the other hand, had a bit has has not really much more luck. Um, she learned that she too was adopted from the same hospital. That her mother her mother had no other information about her birth parents or family biology, as I said for Kyle. Yeah. Um. So both, it would seem, had hit a dead end, until they were talking about the assignment and realized they had both been born and adopted from the same hospital. At what point does the idea click in your brain before that? You're like, hey, my best friend that I, you know, share a birthday with, a lot of interest. (laughs) Do you know that you were adopted? Wait, I was adopted too from the same hospital. Okay, yes. So so this is the kicker though. Jesslyn didn't know she was adopted. So Kyle, oh. for his whole life, knew. Kyle knew that he, or not, maybe not for his whole life, but he knew from a young age that he was adopted. Jesslyn didn't know. She thought she was raised by a single mother who was her mother, but then her mother admits to ha- her being adopted. I'm not a parent, and I realize saying this might start make some people like angry. I don't think I could wait that no. long to tell my. Twenty three. I feel like that's so mean. And I, I know there's a battle, because it's like, being in that situation would be very difficult, but hiding the truth, I don't think is ever the right thing. No. Right? No. Maybe for the short period. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, it's your fifth birthday, by the way. Yeah. But... Anyway, like, the impression I get is that whatever caused these, the two mothers to split up their relationship, yeah, they have, like, there's this refusal to... even acknowledge each other and so I think whatever happened was so hard that neither mother wanted their child to ask about that kind of thing and so they just tried to come up with a a solution that would raise less questions maybe yeah like the one mom tells Kyle he's adopted so he shouldn't ask questions because she doesn't know anything and the other says you know I'm a single mom that we don't know anything really about your father he just left right away they just nipped it in the butt as much as they could as much as they could yeah so anyway um, so yeah, as you said, that would be a pretty quick light bulb moment. It was. As soon as she admitted to having been adopted f- and that she was taken from the same hospital, yeah. um, quote, then it hit me, says Kyle. I don't know why or how, I just knew in that instant, and I said, Jesslyn, what's your mom's name? <laughs> and Jesslyn, quote, I didn't know what to think when he asked me. But he was completely taken over by this look like he just had a light bulb moment. Unquote. After that, it wasn't difficult to put the pieces together. 
So despite the best efforts of Cheryl and Candace, the mothers, the yeah. truth came out. They were t- the twins separated when Candace moved to Springfield. So Candace was raised in Springfield, and that's where she returned after their relationship split off. Yeah. Um, and that's where um, Jesslyn was also raised before she went to university. So they grew up in different cities, yeah. but they were close together. Um, and as I said before, the mothers had completely broken contact. Um, they just were completely not acknowledging this relationship. So it obviously went very south for whatever reason. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't find an explanation for why that is a thing. Um, and yeah, they had both named their child using their maiden names as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Quote, like I that was... they figured it out. Not awesome yeah. to go through all that. Yeah, can you but... imagine never figuring that out? Anyway, quote, I was shocked to learn that Jesslyn's Kyle was also Cheryl's Kyle, says Candace. I couldn't imagine being at the same university and in the same classes. Those coincidences just don't happen. Unquote. Can you imagine being the professor? <laughs> These kids go to hand in their assignment. They're like, listen, we don't want you to think that we plagiarized each other. We know it was an assignment to look up our heritage. We did not just submit one assignment. You need to sit down for this yeah. <laughs> so you know how to properly grade us. So anyway, actually, that's the next line. It made for a very interesting project for their biology <laughs> Um, So Jesslyn and Kyle, now in their fourth year, remain fast friends. Obviously. How could yeah. you not? Um, As of yet, though, they have not been able to convince their mothers to reconnect. So as I said, I really suspect something horrible like something that would cause you to just completely be like, I'm never speaking to you again. I don't, I can't it's, imagine it's what. It's sad that relationships, unless it's like an abusive one, in which case, absolutely, it's healthy to get out of that. But it is kind of sad that yeah. people that can love each other can get to that point in time. Yeah, right? Actually, my mom had a best friend, and it's the exact same thing as my mom. Now that I think of it, I can't remember the woman's name, but she was best friends with a woman who had a daughter who was my age, so me and the daughter were friends. And something yeah. happened in my mom's and her relationship. And she's like, she never speaks of her. They just completely broke off the relationship. I've never been able to talk to the daughter. It was a weird thing. Like, so it does happen. It makes you wonder what, like, because I don't think I've ever, like, I've drifted apart from friends. Absolutely. But I can't think of anything that's made me just go, like, I don't even... Yeah. want to, like, acknowledge your existence on this earth. Anyways. Anyway, I, the kids... The kids have... It's been good for them, though. Yeah. But, says Jeslyn, no matter what happens, I have Kyle... Oh, yeah, I have Kyle. To have someone who is both my brother and my best friend is enough of a miracle for me. Which is so sweet, right? (laughs) And I'll show you this picture, too. And here, I can... I can see the resemblance. A little bit. Yeah, they're, like, blonde, dirty, blondish hair. Tall and lanky. Both of them look kind of like you know, the tall lanky. They look like... Mm-hmm. Well, Euro- I said they Euro- were both sporty. Sporty. I'd say, like, European. Almost like a Swedish ancestry. I'd kind of call that, like, a Yeah, I don't want to assume. I don't want to assume, but... Like, I'll assume. I'll I make can... an ass out of me. <laughs> I can see the resemblance is what I'm saying. Anyway. Yeah. I, I, I <clears throat> believe that. If for no other reason you're showing me pictures. <laughs> but you could also just pull a random picture off the internet for the one you faked. I say nothing. Um, <laughs> I believe story. that so far. Third story. Ready? So this one's the most recent one. This is from May 2020. 
Hey, hey. 2020, you suck. Okay. <laughs> um, so it starts with a woman named Doris Crippen, age 73. So we're back to old people. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So this story starts with her initially thinking that she had the flu. Um, and she spent days in bed feeling just generally exhausted and unwell. She says, quote, I just kept getting weaker and weaker. One day while at her apartment in Omaha, apparently, is where this takes place, oh. she reached for a glass of water. Quote, I fell right off the bed. Oh. Not good. That's not good. Um, and then she adds that she was she was so weak at this point that she couldn't pick herself up off the ground. Oh. Yeah, it's not a, it's not I a great like start. Story so far. It's not a great start. So she lives alone and she was just laying on the floor for apparently more than 24 hours. What? Yeah, before her son found her and rushed her to a hospital. Yeah, so when I'm old, when we're old, we don't live alone. Like we have each other to a certain point to a certain age, but at a certain point, I'm gone. I'm just saying, like, you, I don't think any old person should live alone with at least a close neighbor whose job it is to just kind of check in. I'm thankful. And despite this happening in 2020, <clears throat> generally speaking, I'm thankful for the advent or the increase of technology that we have. Yeah. Because I feel like that is a rare occurrence, like, being alone for that period of time. Right? We constantly have phones on us. They have bracelets that will alert people if you fall. Right, a lot of homes right now, you've got like the Siri or the Alexa, mm-hmm. or Alexis, whatever. As you could probably call out and say, "Hey," you know, assuming you could still speak. Right, it does make me sad that there were times in the past where those, these stories were probably a lot more common. Yeah. Right, but anyway. Yeah. Um. So her son found her and rushed her to the hospital, where an X-ray revealed that she had broken her arm falling off the bed for one thing, Oof. but she also tested positive for COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, it infects every aspect of yeah, our lives this year. It does. Um, but it, thankfully, this story has a happy ending. Yay! So, Crippen was hospitalized for more than a month at Oof. Nebraska Medicine, and she was she wasn't really sure if she would pull through because it's pretty it's pretty rough, especially on as we mentioned, the older you are and if you have some yeah. pre-existing stuff, um, it can hit you pretty hard. Um, but she did, and once she had recovered from the virus and tested negative, she was then sent to Dunklow Gardens, a rehabilitation center and nursing home, also in Nebraska. It makes sense. She did still break her arm, and that yeah. didn't fix the underlying... I mean, maybe it was the COVID that made her weak. Well, but... but after this, would you go back to living alone and risk something happening again? Probably not. No. I would go to a nursing home. Just me, though. Anyway, now we start talking about a woman named Bev Borrow. A medication aide who happened to be there and at one point was looking over her patient list. And suddenly, a name on the list stopped her cold. Doris Crippen. Quote, I kept saying, oh my god, said Borrow, who is 53. That must be her. Dun dun dun. I said mother. We'll see. Quote, we'll see. When I saw Doris's name on the patient board, I was so nervous, Borrow said. My heart was racing. She knew Crippen was hard of hearing, so she brought a small whiteboard with her. On it, in big, bold letters, she wrote their father's name. Wendell Huffman. Interesting name. They're sisters. Yep. That's a big age gap for sisters. Yep. That's like 21 years. It is. Yeah. Immediately, Crippen responded, That's my daddy. Then I pointed to myself. 
He's mine too! (laughs) (laughs) Explained Boro, who cradled her arms back and forth in a rocking motion to indicate that she was her baby sister. Aww. Isn't that cute? That is cute. Then I showed her, sorry, quote, Then I showed her my badge with my name on it, and Crippen's eyes filled with tears. You have his eyes, Crippen said, referring to her father, who at that point obviously had died. Well, yeah. Um, but they were still, they were shocked and delighted and kind of speechless at this point. It is like, oh my god. So, she had not seen this younger sister in more than 50 years, though the two had been searching for each other that whole time. So this story isn't one where they, like, didn't know about each other. Yeah. They knew that they had a sister out there but couldn't track them down. Yeah. So, yeah. So neither sister thought they would. Like, after 50 years, you're like, I'm never going to find her, right? So when this happens in this manner, they were kind of shocked, to say the least. Um, anyway, Boro and Crippen shared the same father but were born to different mothers. Their father had been married three times and had ten children. Damn! Which explains the age difference if he's just kind of having multiple relationships over a period of time. That dude does not slow down. <clears throat> yeah. And also, Crippen is the oldest of those ten children, and Boro is the youngest. That, so there's that. Yeah. Okay. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah. So Crippen, who was 20 years old at the last time she saw Boro, was raised by her mother and stepfather. And when Boro was less than six months old... The state of Nebraska deemed her parents unfit to care for her and her three siblings, who subsequently entered the foster care system and were separated and picked up for adoption. Oh. Which is... Sad when you have to separate a family like that. <gasps> but if it's for the safety of... You know, if if it. it's for their safety, sure. And yeah, if it's a family of ten, like, who's gonna adopt a family of ten, you know? It's just... It's really sucky. Anyway. So despite... The suffering that she endured because of COVID-19, um, she still calls this whole event a blessing because it brought her back to her family, right? Which is really sweet. That's really sweet. So, since they met on June 27th, they've been spending time together regularly, sharing stories about what their lives were like over the past 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> making up for lost time. Um... And yeah, even though they didn't know anything really about each other after their reunion, they say they have a deep connection. And, quote, this experience has changed my life. Unquote. That's a very cute story. I'm going to sound like a horrible person here. Just wait. I just want to finish because there's only one little sentence. Waiting. The sisters have already started planning a family reunion and are hoping to meet the other siblings for wh- from whom they were separated more than half a century ago. I see there's a Done. picture there as well. Yes. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um, this is going to make me sound like a horrible person. Mm-hmm. If I found out tomorrow that I had, like, a secret half-brother, like, you know, either my mom or my dad, you know, had someone before, had an affair or something, I think I'd be like, that's neat, and then continue with my life. Like, You wouldn't want to reconnect? I've never met them. They mean nothing to me. There's no connection. They they share my blood. That that's, oh my god. That's it. But uh, you would? Yeah. I might long like, lost sibling. If the, if I knew where they were, I might go out and say sup, see if they wanted to go to Timmy's and get get a coffee. But if I had to like search for them, I'd be like, eh. I lived 24 years without them. I didn't even know that I was missing anything. 
That's what I'm saying. Why make me sound like a horrible person? We'll see who agrees with who, okay? <laughs> we'll life, just see. I, I, don't, I don't think it would impact my life all that much. But I've never been in that situation. I don't know. The people on Twitter are going to tell us who they agree with. And people they're probably going to agree with Twitter me. People on Twitter are going to tear me a new one. Uh, oh. Which story's true? <laughs> or which story's not true? To our true one is not. I want to say the last one. Which <laughs> I want to say the last one's not true. Final answer? Yes. The last one is true. God damn it. I made up the middle one with the siblings. Did you? Yeah. Because that absolutely... Actually, they're all siblings. Sorry, I made up the middle one with the twins. That absolutely feels like a story you would hear... Thank you! ...coming out of a university. Thank you! Like, it's, it's weird enough that I'm like... No, I could definitely... Like, I swear I've heard stories of people like... <clears throat> Finding out their siblings in university, I could absolutely see it happening in well, like a class. Well, that's the thing. I had to make it interesting, but I had to make it realistic. So I did my research. I looked up the places in Ohio. I looked up the university. You, I looked up the hospital. You did good. I found a friggin' picture online of twins who kind of looked the same. I did all this shit. <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> good job. I fooled you! You fooled me. Did... I should be a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Did you fool me the first time? No, no, I got it right the first time. You got time. it right the first time. So I'm one, one, we're one for one yeah. right now when it comes to... We each have one point, yeah. We each have one point. Yes! And you know what? To all of our listeners, we just want to give a big kind of... Hug! A hug, an air hug, and, and a thank you for, for sticking with us. We know that this year has been a crazy and hectic one, and we hope that our stupid shenanigans and stories and comments and all that stuff has... If even for a moment brought a smile to someone's face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With that being said, now that we're one for one, you have to stick around. To find out. For the third season <laughs> to see who's going to take the lead. It's You have a moral obligation. So we look forward. To scoffers, another season with you guys. Our scoffers and walkers. Take care, everyone. And have a great night. Bye. Adios. Alvida Zane. Au revoir. Aloha. This game is stupid. <laughs>